Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome back to the Female Health Podcast and to a brand new season. So I'm so excited to be back and have some great guests lined up for season two, um, which are going to be amazing for all of you to listen to. And they're all centered around female health in some capacity or other. Um, But on today's episode, I am so happy and thrilled to have the lovely Natalie Lennon on. Um, I am like Natalie, I've followed her for a while and I just, from her page, she comes across so real and genuine and I just love her message and what she puts out there and uh, I know that she's been on a bit of a journey in the fitness and health world uh, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have her on to kind of share some of that story and just a bit about the lessons maybe she's learned and the learnings and what her her perceptions and view of health are now but um yeah I'm going to pass it over to you Natalie thank you so much for coming on welcome to the show um and yeah like it just maybe say hello and introduce yourself let people know a bit about you and what you are what you do I will do. Thanks a million for having me on, Mary Jo. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. Anything that's like female health orientated or focused, I am just honoured to be a part of after the journey I went on, which probably ignored it for so long. Um, And I finally got on here because I know we've been trying to do this for a while. (laughs) So yeah, with regards to, I suppose, who I am and what I do. So I am a nutritional and health coach, first off. That's generally what I say is my first protocol as my occupation. Um, But at the moment, I'm probably kind of 30, 40% nutritional and health coaching. And then the other percentage is Instagram work. Um, It's just kind of so happened that um, my life planned out this way. My Instagram started to grow a few years ago, which is a very long story. Um, To cut it short, a Australian fitness, um, I suppose, superstar, Kayla Itzins, shared a few pictures of mine a few years ago when I was doing her workout programs. And it all grew from there. So it grew based off, I suppose, physical changes in my body and how hard I could train and how I could progress to become like more lean and how many burpees I could do in a minute and things like that. That's what my page grew from. Now, my degree, my undergraduate degree is earth sciences. So it's geography and geology from Trinity. After that, um, I just completely went a different route, went into fitness. So I was a personal trainer for three years before I went into health and nutritional coaching more so because I'm sure you have saw it too and that's why you're in the area you are. Exercise is something that's going to change so much throughout our life and the form we choose to do and that it was nutritional and health coaching I felt people would benefit so much more from long term. Obviously the basics of learning how to do some of the exercises in the gym are still really important and something that I love to teach but it's health and nutritional coaching so that message I suppose my and I know um, Brian Keane has said this before. He, you may hear him saying it as well. He said once upon a time, and I never forgot it, your mess becomes your message. So over the last few years, I've had a bit of a messy relationship with food and fitness and social media. Yeah. Um, so I'm at this place now where I've just been, like you said, 
completely honest and I guess people do see that as being like real or not authentic I can't be anything but that on social media I feel like I'm breaking some sort of like yeah. unsaid law to my followers yeah. um so that's I suppose a long story kind of short about who I am and what I'm doing um at the moment fab no thank you so much for that and yeah absolutely it totally comes across the genuine like message and how real you are and like I think that helps you then obviously attract the the type of people I suppose you want to help then and the, mm-hmm. the I don't mean the right type of followers but the ones that are really interested in hearing what you have to say and are going to take it up I suppose like probably your following maybe has changed in the last while probably since you've Lately. transitioned and changed mm-hmm. your message a bit and, and do you want to kind of share maybe I suppose maybe a little bit about the message change I suppose yeah. and how your thoughts on rain nutrition and lifestyle and fitness have maybe changed yeah. over the last few years Absolutely. Um, So basically, when I got into fitness, it was kind of like my outlet during my final year in college. Um, But then it kind of coinciding with my love for fitness kickstarting, our relationship ended. And as much as we say exercise should never be about kind of the revenge body thing, I think it kind of subconsciously was becoming that for me. And I was like, you know what, I have all this spare time that used to be with someone. So I'm just going to put it into like working on myself, you know, in quotations. However, now I see that working on myself that's not what I was doing if in if anything I was kind of um just like pushing myself into the ground I was doing the opposite of working on myself but I started to share um on social media that I was doing this kind of fitness journey and I'm from a small town where I do feel like there's very small minds so the first picture I ever posted with regards to fitness I'll never forget it it was literally just a little selfie in the mirror but I think I was holding a, a protein shaker which now I don't even drink protein. Like I know <laughs> that I can get enough of my diet, but um, I was doing a little flex. And I remember straight away, there were some like, you know, comments from people locally, like, what is she doing? But yeah. I kept doing it. And um, I suppose I was really enjoying it, but slowly but surely I was becoming obsessive yeah. and I was becoming quite restrictive. So it came to, I think, week 18 of this home workout guide. And I shared it before and after. And Kayla, it seems, who now has 12 or 13 million followers. I think she had 6 million at the time, shared my photo. And that's how my following started to grow. So subconsciously, I was just associating, um, I suppose, following and worth and praise with physical change. Mm -hmm. And it was a type of, I guess, praise that I had never felt before. There were all these people who were coming to watch me, who I was inspiring to move and get healthier in my mind and get fitter. Um, And whilst I loved doing that and I really was enjoying building the Instagram profile, I myself wasn't looking after my health and I wasn't getting healthier because I got to this point where I was like, how can I inspire people more if they are only following me for the before and after? How can that after be taken a step further to motivate them more? And this is the problem with before and after pictures. They put so much worth in your body and they completely, um, I suppose, lose the message of what health is because it just puts it down to a physical, I suppose, level of leanness, which we both know as a woman isn't healthy to be extremely lean. But I just continued to go on this journey where I wanted to. So what happened is, I suppose, I, I still get nervous and anxious saying the words and this is the whole mental health stigma side of things that still exists but I did develop an eating disorder Mm -hmm. um for so long I didn't think that's what it was because it wasn't your typical 
anorexia, tick the boxes. It wasn't your typical bulimia, tick the boxes. It was just kind of a really disordered relationship of food and fitness. That's all it was, but that actually is very serious and became very serious. So I started tracking my calories thinking this was how to do nutrition because on social media, we're told that tracking our calories is what you do to create a healthier lifestyle. And I know you're going to have other speakers on your podcast that are very, very big fans of calorie tracking. And I love all of these people that will be speaking, but I'm not a fan of calorie tracking. And I do not think it should be pushed so much on social media. People seem to go off on a wagon at the weekend and then they come back and they're like, I'm tracking my calories again. So it's fine. Once you're in a calorie deficit, that's how you lose weight. Once you're in a surplus, that's how you gain What about your relationship with food, the quality of your food? We as coaches should be teaching people about food and how to, you know, I don't do intuitive eating. Um, I'm not I'm not trained, uh, I suppose I should say, to do like fully intuitive eating. But it is definitely like intuitive awareness is a term that I use. And like we can be aware of our calories. We can be aware of what's in our food and how to maybe go about it to reach your goals, but not being so obsessive the way I got where my fitness pal was dictating my life it was dictating my social life my relationship choices I just didn't know how to I suppose like I was saying inspire people more and and what happened is I done a bikini competition in October 2016 thinking this is it this is how I will build my personal trainer business more I'll show people just how hard I can grind I have an addictive personality I had no problem taking on the challenge but I isolated myself from everyone in my life from any chances of a relationship and and voices started to take over my mind that I didn't realize at the time until I tried to come out of it I thought I'd I was a really strong person I'd have no problem finishing up um you know a cut let's say because yeah. I'm saying it was a competition but if we use the word cut because so many of your followers probably relate to that you see people doing bulks and cuts and bulks and cuts and photo shoots for the cuts same thing at the end of that you think you're going to be okay you might not be no matter how strong you think you are I wasn't I was so disordered I came out of it and I gained the weight but only eating the exact same foods that now became my comfort foods because I had so many fear foods yeah. that being said the weekend would come and Mary Jo I would sit down and I would binge I'm sure it was 10 plus k calories at the weekends and I would eat to the point where I was physically sick because I just had so much sweet goods but then come Sunday Monday I'd get back on my calorie tracking now I wasn't the type to have a 1200 calorie diet plan I knew that was never healthy but I I couldn't stop exercising so um I suppose, listen, I gained back the weight after the competition. I then lost it again to do a photo shoot because that's what was trendy at the time. That's how I felt I could still continue to inspire people. The penny just wasn't dropping that to inspire people for me to be happy. Like I just had to be me, but I lost me in this journey. Um, So there was a lot of work done in between when I lost the weight to do this photo shoot. It took me a long time to to gain it again I went to a dietitian I realized that all these obsessive traits of of intensely exercising never being able to stop using my fitness pal training 12 times a week yes eating 2000 plus 2300 calories but I fell to a very very low weight I was looking really frail I did look like an um anorexic anorexic anorexia patient I should say um I woke up one morning I took a picture and I said I have to change um and that was the day I did start to change but that was not the day that things got easy that was the day that things got harder because there was voices there was someone else holding the steering wheel of my life and I just could not take control of that wheel 
and it was a battle to get it back and there have been lows since then where I've lost weight twice and gained it back because it's always something that we're going to be fighting so I guess I I hope now I'll never have to fight those uh, voices again but I'm very aware of how easily they can snowball into just training a little bit too much again or not quite fueling my performance level enough and over all of this I suppose I've come to the point where I'm like right people need help with their nutrition because yes my fitness pal might be fine for some people but you don't know how it's going to affect you after you start using it so that's why I coach the way I do and that's why I share my message the way I have because I think people need to realize that there is a group of eating disorders out there and that word is okay to use that I think now it's called OSFED other specified eating and eating disorders Um, and that's like the majority of eating disorders out there Um, which basically is just ticking some boxes of every single eating disorder but not all and I feel like a lot of the fit fam community fit into this box but we we surround ourselves with everyone who does the same thing so we think it's okay eating disorders don't have a look I had a look I looked underweight my bone density fell I was afraid of food I suffered extremely with anxiety um but that doesn't happen everyone else um because they just stay in their comfortable environment but I know from being in a gym lately if I try to take some close friends from my gym circle out of there to do other things or miss a few days training or go for a meal out I see that very same anxiety I'm like god I don't want you to live this way what are you gonna are you gonna live in this box forever but the thing is we have said that it's okay kind of on social media that it's a healthy way to live so what health used to be for me was training non-stop in a gym and eating to um I suppose take the boxes on my fitness pal and now I've realized that is not what health should be health should be like this balance this equilibrium between mind body and spirit that maximizes the quality of your life truly maximizes the quality of your life not sugarcoat and how you think it should be maximized and so I suppose that's a a long story not cut so short <laughs> no that was amazing like just from the beginning to the end there just hearing it all like that like I even from the very beginning it started off with like the end of a relationship and how that maybe the exercise maybe made you feel better and then you maybe got some value out of that and then the words of affirmation the praise you were getting was probably feeding into maybe the worth you wanted to feel because maybe when a relationship ends you do feel a little bit like you want to hear it from somewhere else so that's Mm -hmm. it's really like it kind of shows the journey that how it kind of progressed as you went on and then obviously the more you're hearing that the more you want to give back and like you said you wanted to do another after picture what else could you do and so on and so I can re- I can really understand how it nearly got to there you know it's really relatable yeah. you know like it's it's not like a far-fetched story or anything like that it's so common yeah. you know and there were periods in between where let's say I was gaining the weight but then it still wasn't from a healthy place because yeah. I put all this worth down to gaining it in certain places and on a certain way just so yeah. that I could show a different before and after picture it, it was still all about these before and after pictures and I know sometimes I might still share them on my social media yeah. but it's far um it's far less it's never like a before and after straight away on the feed because I, I know that's triggering for people yeah but even like a weight gain journey can be just as disordered yeah it, you can still be suffering from body dysmorphia just mm-hmm. as much 100%. and all of the the post about but like then I fell into a period of being like oh it's body positivity your body's always beautiful um because that was trendy at the time but even now I feel like they are not always helpful because such a high level of body positivity isn't possible in everyday life that much positivity can be toxic so 
there's just been so many learnings from the mistakes and yeah. how I put my body forward that um it's it's strange to be at this place where I feel like we're going against the grain on social me- media a little bit yeah it does but seem we'll like continue. that sometimes but I think when it aligns with you and like how you actually feel and what like the difference you want to make it makes it easier when you feel you're doing the right thing I guess like I know everyone probably in some regard thinks they're doing the right thing I suppose and I don't think anyone is out there on social media to be you know giving out the wrong information I don't think they think they're doing that but they're as you said they're in this kind of bubble everyone else around them is the same so they think they're it's okay with what they're doing they think it's okay to be pushing hard all the time you know 6 a.m workouts late nights caffeine all the time and not actually taking care of their not just physical but mental spiritual mental all of that together absolutely like I just ask everyone listening to take a step back and look at your relationship with food and fitness can you just let it all go for a week or two and not be taken over with anxiety can you enjoy a meal out can you just go for a hike the odd time not go to the gym as much are you okay with that if yeah. you're not, that's okay. But sort that out. Talk about it. Don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. There's so many people here to help. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's such an amazing method. And like, I even work with clients who I know are struggling with some form of disordered eating and eating disorders as well. And like, as a nutritionist, I don't work with eating disorders, but like disordered eating in some capacity. But I'm yes. very much again suggesting or you know recommending going and seeking other support there is so much support out there um, and it's really beneficial alongside a nutritionist or a dietitian as well um, in those cases and I just want to like the day you said you looked in the mirror you said things had to change what do you think was the penny dropping for you was there anything specific or is it just got to such a point where you're like something needs to change so I had probably just a week or two before gone to do the Waterford Greenway with my mom and it was supposed to be like a lovely trip away. But I had been, I suppose, living within my bubble for so long. Now, I had had family members say to me, you're looking, you know, like, have you lost more weight? Are you this or you that? You look a bit bony. All the things that you do not say to someone. But listen, that's not anyone's fault because we're just not educated on what we do yeah. or don't say to someone who may or may not be suffering with an eating disorder. Yeah. Um. But I went on to Waterford and I suppose it was my first time just stepping outside the bubble, you know, two whole days without the gym, uh, scared the life out of me, just two. Um, but I was going to be doing all the cycling, so I don't know why. Um, I was I was underweight, I was really lean at the time, but I was afraid to eat that much breakfast before we went because I thought we were going to get lunch somewhere. We went to get lunch and I just wasn't comfortable to eat any of the foods there. So we stopped at the shop, we picked up some strawberries. I had a small breakfast before we left. I just, I remember it so well. We got to Dungarvan at the other side. So that's a 40 kilometer cycle. And it was the first time that I I nearly fainted because I was just that under fueled. I was doing all this exercise. I was afraid to eat food. So we couldn't get a seat anywhere. It was so busy. And my poor mom was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I just, I was like, mom, I can't. Like, we just need to, I need to eat. Like I haven't. So then we got out. We got something that I found somewhat comfortable. It was like prawns with as minimal oil as possible and some like white rice which I knew I'd had I knew that was like kind of safe um but after that I was like this should have been such it was still an enjoyable experience myself my mom are best friends but to me personally after that I was like okay this this needs to change this is no way to live how am I going to travel how am I going to meet someone if I always feel like I have this I suppose demon telling me that I need to eat certain foods and I need to burn a certain amount of calories every day 
Um, so when I got back from that trip, that was probably when I realized it was time to make the change. Um, I had booked a holiday to go to see my sister in Florida not long after. I ended up extending that trip because I felt like I was just starting to finally switch off because my my brain was just so noisy. Yeah. But it's oh, it's just so difficult because even every morning over there, like I still go to the gym. I love the gym. I yeah. go every day at the moment if I could. Um, but just differently. Whereas when I was over there, I went every day because I just needed to block out the voices and the noises. Um, it's just such a hard journey to do alone. But like you said, if you get more support, that's when I started going to a dietitian. I probably should have found someone to work with alongside the dietitian which is exactly what we do for people now, because you do need that weekly support because people just do not get it. People close to you will not get it. That's okay. But there's no point in trying to talk to them about it if it's only going to make it worse. Um, Because we do need to talk more. But if you talk to the wrong person, it can just cause it to get worse. So yeah, I suppose that was was probably the penny dropping moment. And then at the same time, I was feeling like an imposter because I was this... Um, supposed to be like a, a coach on Instagram who had no period um, who was not able to incorporate balance the way she was telling people that they should yeah. who was not able to take rest days the way she was telling people that they should so I just for my business I was like I can't I can't actually coach people to be something that I'm unable to be until I am that first yeah. and now I coach people I suppose often through that same journey because you know yourself when you go through something it kind of helps you coach someone else to go through the same thing or hormonal imbalance, whatever it is. Yeah. So um, I suppose when I realized I came off, I was on the pill for years. Um, I know that's something that we'll probably move on to. So yeah. I was on the pill for 10 years, I'd say, from, you know, fifth or sixth year in school, all throughout college, all throughout the competing experience. So I didn't know because I wasn't educated, nor was I ever told by a doctor that, like, I could have lost my period you know years beforehand but because I was taking the pill I didn't realize that I basically would have had no natural period so when I started to learn about this then I came off the pill that summer after the competition and um like two years passed and I still had no period so when I came off that I was like a month or two without a period and I was like okay I need to get my life together. If you want to help women be healthy, your your period, your hormones are like your number one sign yeah. that your body is is healthy or it's not. Um, in a sense, obviously, if you have a condition, that's completely different. Yeah. Um, but that as well was another, I suppose, kick up the bum to be like, get your life together. But the so the hypothalamic menorrhea um, and having lost my period, that journey was so difficult as well because it's just not as easy as people think having to train less and and change your body composition and it's still not easy every single day it's not easy my body is so susceptible to just the slightest bit of extra stress and it's like my hormones are messed up again so I have to be really really careful still yeah and yeah that's what I want to touch on I suppose is the whole mental journey of it all so yeah it's like you obviously knew the penny dropped okay I need to make some changes but we all know it's not like, okay, grand, I'll start eating normally again. And again, I need to get my period back. I'll just gym less and I'll eat more and that. So like, I just know like lots of listeners here will really benefit just from hearing how you got through that and still get through that. What helps you yeah. that mental side of things? Cause I think from working with people with hypothalamic amenorrhea, it's a mental journey over mm. anything obviously it's very easy to say you know you need to eat two and a half thousand calories and cut down your hit exercises and your running but if that has been 
you basically if you put your identity into that box that you're a runner or yeah you know it's very difficult to just suddenly stop that and yeah I'd love to know what your 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 thoughts are on that or approaches maybe with people with that and even just for yourself what helped you I suppose one thing that helped me was always saying look you can go back to this it's just the time is not now like you will be able to do more running you will be able to do the odd hit workout but then I had to kind of ask myself what do I want to run so much for? Like, why do I want to run a marathon? You know, I, I'd done a half marathon once. I loved it. Um, but my cycle didn't stay while I was training for that, you know, and I didn't share that on social media, but it, it, it wasn't there. It couldn't have been. Yeah. Um, Cause it just wasn't fueling it enough. I lost a little bit of weight again. And as long as your body's in a deficit, I suppose I tell myself every day, like every single organ inside your body, needs enough calories to function so if you go into a deficit your body literally isn't functioning properly and straight away that's going to affect my mental health and I can't afford for my mental health to be affected after for so many years it was and it took from my life that I only want to give to my life so if I'm struggling I'm kind of like the decisions I make today are they going to give to me or are they going to take from me um and that kind of helps me just just relax with the whole thing um I still have my days where I'm like oh my body today like it used to be so much leaner this is hard will I just cut things back for a few days but then I kind of straight away just stop that thought and say no that's not going to give to your life look at how many people you know you're helping because you're going on this journey and you're staying on it so stay on it so I suppose my Instagram definitely serves as a, a motivational tool as well. Yeah. The fact that I am a coach serves it as a motivational tool. But then on the flip side of that with the Instagram um, statement there, it is hard because yeah. a lot of people follow me intently looking at my body and picking out things. And a lot of girls follow me who are struggling with the same journey and they would write to me with extremely specific questions about my body or my food and I'm like this can't be specific this journey isn't supposed to be specific like you don't want to be tracking those two five calories ideally if you need to okay yeah we're going to but like ideally you just want to let all that stress go mm-hmm. um and I I guess it's weird Mary Jo I just felt ready a time just mm-hmm. came where I was like I want my period this is the end of me messing around with it I really want it and I need to commit to that and who cares what people think if my body changes I can exercise more in the future but like you know I'm 27 I'm going to get older I'm not going to train this way forever so what's the point in setting myself up for disappointment training six days a week if in the future I want to build an empire of a business or a family or whatever it is I'm not going to be training that much that's not what health is about you can be perfectly healthy and just go for a 20 minute walk every day um it did take a lot of time though to let those thoughts in and it's still I still have my days where I have to remind myself of that um but when I think back to how I used to feel and how I wasn't in control of that steering wheel like you know I suppose metaphorically that was like in my head I, I just have such a hold of that now I never want to lose it and if I ever feel like someone's taking that steering wheel from me I'm like nope yeah. <laughs> you'll be gone <laughs> um so yeah it's it's always a journey it's always a work in progress but once you get past a certain point it just gets so much easier so to anyone listen who is on that journey keep going because it is possible it's not easy though you need support I love what you said about what 
kind of give myself today rather than take yeah. from myself. I think that's a really and I do kind of use that approach in terms I try to say is this an abundant way of thinking or is this a restrictive way of thinking and I try to use that approach with even whether it's just people dieting and such I don't really work with people in diets like again I'm very much about taking away improving their relationship with food and again like looking at more what they can add to their their life really so whether that's food and whether that's just the way they look at things or outlook on life and just having a more abundant rich filled lifestyle in general rather than what do I need to take away today what do I need to do restrict myself or how do I punish myself for what I did at the weekend it's just it's so it's so damaging and so it's so oh it really gets in at you then and you're just eating yourself up all of the time and yeah I really like again I'm just saying I love that message that you said there and for for anyone I think if they take anything from that it's really to kind of try and ask yourself that question every day what can I give myself today and like you you make that choice exactly uh, and when you talk sorry Mary Jo to put over you like when you talk about giving to yourself like it's important to realize that like yes that is all your vitamins all your minerals enough fiber but like it's also your soul food you know it's your cheeky takeaway from time to time it's your little treat every day it's your coffee and a pastry with your nan at the weekend that gives to your life too it's like taking a rest that gives to your life too so you have to remember like I suppose that giving to your life isn't always kind of the extremes of yeah. being healthy and exercising yeah like health is more than all of that as you said and we yeah. touched on that like you know I had the questions yesterday what does health mean to you I think you've definitely covered it in like through all of that but yeah. um <laughs> like um hundred percent like there's so much emotion attached to and like like even the memories that you have like as you say like you know the scone and jam and cream with your nan or something like that like like, it's just that's food for the soul to be able to have now as an adult as well it brings back that nostalgic feeling as well and like that's so nice to be able to have and to to have a relationship where that's restricted in your life is really really sad and that's a sign I guess that there is something off there's some disordered issue there and like to go and get support from a coach or yeah. a dietitian whatever um, and I do agree with you having that weekly support is really beneficial yeah. like rather than just say the once off because yeah absolutely what they tell you is so beneficial but what you need is that kind of constant check in that support to kind of keep reassurance you on, yeah yeah you need the reassurance yeah. that's it it's not even to keep on track there's nothing to really keep on track for it's more okay. like that reassurance that you're okay you're doing well and just to to check in with someone to keep you going I suppose in some regard yeah yeah absolutely and I think we both know from working with people that that is the difference you know there's so many people that I've worked with that they're like I just couldn't do it before but this time I could and they're thanking you as a coach and you're like it's just because you've had the weekly assurance it's not because you know of who we are it's because you were ready but you listened to the advice every single week that was there to be given to you um for sure I do think there is what you said about being ready is is very important as well because you do have to it's you as you said yourself people were saying it to you probably you were getting comments here and there wasn't sitting with you though you weren't taking it on it has to come from yourself and whatever that penny drop moment is for you and and that I guess is a hard place to reach so hard Yeah. yeah because the thing is so I've been diving into like the topic of comfort zones a lot lately and like when you live in this kind of bubble you know of of kind of disordered food and fitness your comfort zone definitely shrinks so then when you try step outside it with that new meal or that rest day 
the anxiety level is just beyond words. So you step back in again and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But the more you just baby step it out again, the more it will start to grow again. So as much as, yes, you do have to be ready, it's a really difficult one because at the same time, if you just wait until you're ready, yeah. um, that it, it's it's so hard to put into words, but like that obviously can lead to a really detrimental outcome, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when it comes to your mental health. Like when it comes to fighting a mental health illness of any kind and an eating disorder is a mental health illness too, the one with the highest mortality yeah. rate, um, that... That, like I suppose you know where I'm coming from um yeah, yeah. With the whole thing, I, I think um the first thing is I suppose is having some form of awareness that there maybe is something yes. off yeah. and from there you can maybe make even if you're not in a place that's ready you can start maybe making some of those steps outside of the comfort zone with maybe you have to. yeah and I suppose sorry yeah you brought me back onto my my trail there that left my mind for a second when you step outside that comfort zone boundary it's totally okay to just come back in for a while. And that's how I think healing works. I think sometimes people that don't understand it can push you to try to stay outside it the whole time. And they don't realize that when you are so far outside your your comfort zone, that leads to chronic stress and anxiety. But if you just step out a little bit, it's like intermittent stress and anxiety is okay. Be ready for it, allow it in. You know, it is going to get scary, but then step back in for a while because you don't have to step back in as far that boundary has been pushed a little bit and keep doing it that way does that make sense I think it's like (laughs) the same as any anxiety whether it's like fear of like flying even you know what I mean you don't get to the extremes like you gradually get out there and then you may need to come back again and so on like so it's really it's any sort of it it is an anxiety like you're having a food related anxiety um so yeah I think like that's going to be so helpful everything you said there with regards to like I know so many of my own clients would even benefit from this and so many people that follow you and me as well Um, I suppose I wanted to talk about a little bit like the skinny thing and like that it's yeah. you know, like I suppose people sometimes I think it is moving away I think you might agree with this that being skinny isn't healthy anymore I think that we're moving away from that like that phrase what is it nothing tastes as good as skinny feels like that oh, was such a, yeah an awful damaging phrase that was used oh. back in the 90s I think it was anyway like we grew up with that so I guess like it's mm-hmm. not really a surprise that our generation is so like riddled with all these like anxieties and body image issues and stuff mm-hmm. because there was all of that there was like special k challenges I done it <laughs> yeah I actually tried it too yeah. like it's actually mad what you'll do like you know and that was me again having an interest in nutrition like doing the special K challenge yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and I used to like religiously eat grapefruits every morning thinking it was going to burn all my fat you know like it was <laughs> I know or celery I remember hearing yeah. you know well it, yeah. it takes more calories to digest celery than yeah. it does to eat it so that was my snack in school <laughs> when I was on this like special K buzz it's yeah. just so damaging yeah um but like you said, I do think we're slowly moving away yeah. from this idea of being skinny. However, I do get worried because there's a, a portion of my social media that I feel like is going the other way, where like okay. you have to build your glutes. You know, you have to have these curves. You have to have the small waistline and then things pop out. And we're just yeah. not all built that way. Some oh. people are more genetically gifted, but yeah. it's like this has become the new kind of skinny, like being like skinny is the new strong is also like um yeah, no, strong is the new skinny yeah. sorry wrong around yeah. and we're like hashtag strong not skinny I've used all of these 
But yeah. do you know what? They were just as damaging to my body image because then I put this pressure on myself to be strong and to have muscles. And to, yeah, yeah. Now I do enjoy strength training. I do like yeah. to have muscles, but it's not all about that. If you miss a few days, like actually you might've saw recently, um, and I'm sure people rem- remember to uh, when they're listening back on this, the Kim Kardashian um, advert that came out. I think she released like a new, was it like Sims or something? Um, like knicker or something like that she has her finger running along her waist and you can see her her finger is completely distorted and lengthens because they brought down the size of her waist so that her her um, glutes just like pop up then like we are being fed all this false information and photoshopped images and videos as to how our body should look now which is this like curvaceous small waist big glute kind of woman like every size is is acceptable and yeah. everyone is supposed to be a different size yeah. um so yeah I do think we're moving away from it but I worry that we're moving into something it's, different it's so difficult because if the likes of Kim Kardashian are doing that to their bodies like why wouldn't a 20 something girl who's insecure about herself do that you know want to like you know exactly you know, it's just it's really it's, it has to start I suppose from I follow this girl. I don't know if you follow her. She's amazing. Make love, not diet. She's really all about body positivity okay. and stuff like that. But she did a really good post on that actually by Kim Kardashian. It was all just about like, you know, if from like, please, Kim Kardashian, you are lovely the way you are. You don't yes. need to yeah. change the way you look naturally. You're beautiful. Yeah. You are, as is everybody else. You know, it just it's if like you're we're sending not that message. Sorry? Yeah. It's like, we're not mad at Kim for doing no. this because that's because she feels so insecure because diet culture and society are putting such pressures on her you know totally and I think attacking Kardashians and all these other people is the wrong way to go about it because they're Mm -hmm. just going to feel more they want to obviously going to feel defensive it's just not the approach to use attacking someone saying they're wrong it's like maybe understanding from their point of view they're in a world where they're being critiqued every single day how must that feel you know what I mean like you have a following of like you know 60,000 or something and you probably feel that imagine what they feel like being constantly Absolutely. looked at so it has to be um it always comes down to a bit of empathy and understanding that's the only mm-hmm. way to make and compassion I think that's the only way to yeah. create this kind of change rather than yeah. attacking saying you're wrong and all this kind of thing but yeah it is um I do agree there's still a lot of work to be done but I think like younger people growing up now are hopefully in a, a world where it's more Definitely. acceptable to be you know be okay with just who you are it's okay to be different you don't have to fit into this size and all this kind of stuff and I do think the message of your clothes should fit you is a really good message as well not you trying to fit oh yeah love that that's one thing I suppose when it comes to like being comfortable in your body like oh save up and buy new clothes that you genuinely feel comfortable in you know if the Gymshark leggings don't make you feel comfortable but you see everyone in them they're not for you get a different brand and that has been key to my journey and it's been expensive but honestly like it's just made such a difference to my mindset when I have those I'm comfortable in yeah Um, that's been a massive thing for me as well like because I don't know if you know like I, I didn't have an like an eating disorder or anything like that but I lost a lot of weight uh, due to a thyroid condition and again okay. I was getting all these kind of comments like oh you look so thin and but a lot of them were compliments because I like had lost I went down like two three dress sizes and all this and I was getting all these comments and suddenly you start thinking oh maybe I actually 
you know I look yeah. this size like is it gonna and then I started to get healthier again and the weight started to come on again and obviously I, I have to like again speak to myself okay this is a good thing I'm gaining weight it's a good thing I've got more energy my period's coming back I've got more energy etc but also there was this voice being like where are you yeah in here all this kind of thing but like I was fitting into say maybe a size extra small or a small and suddenly I was trying to do that now like say and I was yeah. like okay these aren't fitting me anymore but this is like I think I was kind of feeling a little bit like down on myself or whatever then absolutely like, no it's okay go buy the medium go buy the large and feel comfortable in it. no one knows what size you are who cares it's not about the size exactly. how it looks on you how you feel in it honestly being confident in something that fits you comfortably like you'll feel so much more confident you'll yeah. so much like better. you're trying to squeeze into a size but you act and you're like okay I kind of fit into it but it's tight and you don't feel good in it that's not oh, good. it's not worth getting no, no. I, even holding on to if it's an old piece of clothing um I think what people need to realize is that most of the time your body is not the problem. Your mind is the problem. Confidence is a mindset. It's not something that we can create through physical change. It's mental change. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. So anyone struggling now with negative body image and, um, who are just focusing on like the grind and being skinny, what is your, few things you would give I know we probably touched on a lot of them but your final few words because we have chatted a lot there and um, yeah want to what's be final few words to someone struggling with that kind of side because this this is a kind of an episode that's really focusing I suppose on body image and kind of recovery and healing and that so what would you your advice be yeah I suppose don't be hard on yourself because there is thousands if not um, hundreds of thousands of people feeling the same if you feel it's an issue that's okay get support and get weekly support if you can alongside a dietitian or therapist but when it comes to I suppose that healing journey go back to the idea of comfort zones and what we said about intermittent periods of stress and anxiety rather than chronic stress and anxiety i.e take small steps out you know go for one new meal try one day not tracking take one more rest day and then take a step back in that's okay because it will all start to add up and you'll be able to step further out Mm -hmm. and take a smaller step back in every single time without going through chronic stress but intermittent stress and anxiety is to be expected but that's okay because getting the steering wheel of your life back in your own hands rather than letting it be controlled by diet culture or fitness culture is worth the internal work and it can be done. There's so many Instagram pages out there to show you and help you and coaches to tell you it can be done. Yeah, I mean, that's lovely. And I really agree with everything you said there, but taking it slowly, being easy on yourself, compassionate and getting support from someone, it's um, some professional, uh-huh. because as you say, uh-huh. not everyone in your circle of family or friends may understand or say the right things, not in any bad way. It's just, they don't have the education or understanding themselves yeah. either. Um, yeah. But Natalie, I think that is everything I wanted to have a chat with you about and, and more. We covered so much in that. It was a really, it felt more like a chat, to be honest. I had lots of questions, yeah. but it really just flowed naturally. And <laughs> honestly, I really appreciate you coming on. I think people are very much going to benefit from this episode I myself have benefited from it so I really genuinely enjoyed it and same here I love talking it through again and again it just kind of helps us all hit the reset button so thank you so much for having me on Mary Jo it's been a pleasure you're more than welcome well thank you again and I'll chat to you soon (laughs) chat to you soon